Hey there, it's Leia here. Before we start today's episode, I just want to firstly say thank you and express my gratitude for you choosing to listen and tune in to The Wellbeing Room. This little podcast has been a hobby of mine for the last couple of years and I really want to continue to create content and share insights and information about health and well-being with you. To help me out, I'd like to invite you to become a subscriber to the show. From as little as $5 a month, you can help me with this process of creating regular content so that I can show up and make the time to be here with you on the airwaves. Please click on the support this show link, which you'll find underneath this episode. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate you being here. Now, let's get into it. Hey there, welcome to this episode of The Wellbeing Room. I know it's been a while since I've been behind the microphone and I'm just here today to share some thoughts and ideas that I've been mulling over for a few weeks. The last little bit of time, has my circumstances have changed quite considerably. I, I no longer work full time and I'm totally immersed in my business as a yoga teacher I'm also a carer for my mum who is experiencing the early stages of vascular dementia. So my time is spent between working on my business, working in my business and raising my teenage daughter and also caring for my mother. So this has thrown some interesting spanners into the works of my life over the last few months and it's made me really see what my relationship is with money. Now, money, of course, is essential for our survival as much as we sometimes hate to think that it is. Um, You know, money pays for the rent, it pays for our bills, it pays for the food that we eat if we're not growing our own. And even if we are growing our own food, we still have to pay for some inputs for things in the garden. So it's come to a point where my bank balance is considerably lower than it was 12 months ago. And that has, you know, some issues in my life have come up as a result of that fact. Um, You know, I thought I had done a whole lot of work on my money mindset throughout my life. uh, And now at 47, it turns out that there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And it's really interesting, you know, when you have money in the bank, or for me anyway, it's Generally, there's a sense of security there. There's a sense of knowing I've got options if things go pear-shaped. And now that, you know, my savings are, you know, pretty much exhausted, um, I'm earning very little money. I'm actually also on a government benefit as a carer. Uh, it makes you re- it's made me realise, you know, what are some of the, the myths, the stories that I've been telling myself about money for the last almost five decades of my life how have they come about and how can I change that narrative because it has is having an impact on my mental and emotional well-being uh, and thankfully not too much on my physical well-being yet but they're all interconnected as we know in this field of health and well-being you know one the body is not separate from the mind so it's important that you know if if we want to progress and and feel good about ourselves then we need to work through some of our our stuff So today I just want to share some thoughts and things that I've had about money, about health, about wealth, 
about well-being, how it all interrelates. Uh, and maybe you can relate to some of this as well. You probably have your own stories around money, your own money archetype is one way of putting it. There's different ways, you know, there's so many different teachers out there teaching about money mindsets and, and dealing with your money issues. I, I've read the books, I've signed up for the courses, um, you know, I, I've done bits and pieces along the way and, you know, it does work, some of it does work. It's all about changing perspective. But sometimes, you know, some of our really deep beliefs around these things take a while to shift. And and just like we have beliefs around money, we have beliefs around our health as well. You know, some of us feel that, um, you know, we have very little control over our health. You know, we, we go to see doctors and we see if they can fix us. Um, whereas my approach is, well, if I'm not well, then what can I do to make myself better? So it's really interesting that... Uh, yeah, I, I'm curious about what is my money approach and why can I not change my mindset necessarily or look at things differently to improve that, you know, just like I do with my health and well-being. So let's dive into this topic and, and I'm, I'm interested in your stories too. So if you do wish to share any of your stories with me that come up for you as a result of listening to today's episode, please get in touch. You can... Um, maybe leave a comment or write an email to me. There is information in the show notes for this episode of how to get in touch. So first up, I have a very vivid memory of when I was younger. Um, And this was like before I was 10 years old, I think. And I really liked running. I really liked athletics. Um, You know, I was obviously pretty young at the time and most kids, I guess, like running around at that age. But I remember doing sprints at school for like the athletics carnival and we were doing practice sprints and I was really fast. Um, I was, you know, coming first nearly all the time in these practice races. And, And I remember thinking, yeah, I'd love to be an Olympic runner. I'd love to go to the Olympics and sprint, do the 100 meter sprint. Um, Because obviously we'd seen the Olympics on television when we were kids, you know. And I remember going home and and telling this to my parents. And my dad said to me, you can't make money running. You need to get a job, you know, that earns you money. You can't do things that you like. You know, what? you can't just get a job doing what you like to make money. It's not going to work. Something along those lines. I can't remember the exact words. But that was what I felt, you know. It was like, I can't do that because... Doing that thing won't bring in the money. And um, and interestingly enough, you know, I'm now a yoga teacher <laughs> and, you know, my, my bank balance is low but I'm working on things and ways and, and using my business as a tool to, to increase my wealth. And, and I know that it is possible because I've seen many other people do it before me and if they can do it, so can I. So it's all about mindset and changing that perspective. But going back to this story about being 10 years old or younger and my dad telling me that, you know, I can't make money running, which is probably fair back in the 80s. That probably was a thing, especially for women. Um, It made me think, and I was just listening to a podcast this morning about on on another topic, but something in that sort of sprigged this idea of, you know, like what was my dad experiencing when he said that to me? You know, my parents had a restaurant. Um, That was their business, a family business. They were running a restaurant. Um, you know, they weren't 
making a lot of money from this business. They were getting by. They were doing okay. Um, but I reckon that was my dad's passion. You know, he started this restaurant. He wanted to make food for people. He wanted to create a place where people could come and eat and feel, you know, special. And and as a result, you know, he was working extra long days, you know, weekends, you know, and and not making a great deal as a result, you know, he wasn't able to spend a lot of time with his family, us, you know, except in the evenings and, and on weekends when he wasn't busy getting things ready for the next week of work. Um, and, and, you know, that just made me think, you know, maybe because that was his experience of doing something that he loved and and he wasn't as the success that he had hoped or dreamed of becoming as a result. Uh, and that's why he said that thing to me because, you know, he was living that himself and and that was a bit of a wake-up call for me this morning it really made me think you know like the stories that we tell our children have a really big impact on us and on them and you know we might be just wanting to do the right thing by saying what we think is true um, but it can have a lasting impression on us and so I guess I've always had this fear that of doing the thing that I want to do, the thing that brings me joy, the thing that I'm super passionate about is not going to make any money. And so that's something that I'm trying to work through now and uh, let go of, you know. It's really time to let go of that story and embrace the idea, the sense that, yes, I can actually be successful doing this. I can earn a good income sharing what I love and helping people feel healthier and stronger in themselves. And I think there is value in that. So that was my little wake-up call this morning. And just saying that out loud, really, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm doing this today because I've been procrastinating on, on doing another podcast episode for a while. It has been a while since I, I've recorded something, but I really feel called today to share this information and share this story with you because um, if nothing else, it, it's going to make me feel a little better putting it out there in the world and hopefully, you know, you might be able to relate as well. And that leads me to what I want to share about next. And again, I was listening to another podcast and it was reiterating a lot of the values and ideas that I have around well-being and being healthy and strong. And, you know, although I don't have a lot of money in the bank, I do feel that I have invested in myself exceptionally well and I feel very healthy and very strong as a result of what I've been doing as a daily practice day in, day out for over 25 years. And that is my, my yoga practices and my health and well-being practices that are compounding interest for me in my body bank. And I think, you know we can see ourselves as a bank, you know, or, or even better, like an investment. You know, I think, you know, banks don't necessarily give you a lot of interest for the money that you put into them. But if you invest in a company, you know, you're expecting higher returns or you, you invest in, in something and, and you're expecting a higher return. So thinking of our body as an investment opportunity, I think is a good way to look at things in, a, in some instances. So for instance, you know, Seeing our body as an investment, we're going to 
uh, keep working on uh, building our muscles, building our flexibility, improving our strength, um, trying to ensure we have good digestion, um, that our heart and lungs are working strongly and efficiently. Um, and we have the ability to perform and move to, or move to perform daily tasks, things like carrying the shopping, getting up and down from the toilet, getting in and out of a bathtub. And these are all things that decline as we age if we don't invest in keeping healthy and strong. So for this podcast I was listening to, um, it was an interview with Dr. Gabrielle Lyon and she's, she's an American doctor, she's written a few books, uh, but I remember this one quote from this podcast where she says, you won't regret being strong and capable. And I'm like, yes, this is, this is it, this is exactly what I'm about. You won't regret putting in the effort now to compound and reap the rewards in your future. I might be shit at investment financially. No money in the bank, no investments. Thankfully, my super is looking pretty healthy. That's a good investment. But I can't touch that till I'm 70 years old or something. So my investment where I'm good at investing is in my health and in my well-being. That that has been my key investment for my life and I think I'm an exceptional model of what you can achieve when you invest in your health and well-being for the long term. Not so much a good model of how to invest money, no, but a very good model of how to invest in your health and well-being for the long term because when it comes down to it, if you want to live a long life and, and most of us are in this day and age, we have the privilege of living in a society where we can live a long life. Um, you know, the age expectancy is somewhere around 70, probably 80 years by now, I think. But that's changing depending on the status of people's health. Um, so we have the opportunity to live a long life if nothing else goes wrong in between. But it's the quality of that life that we'll be living as we age, which is really important. You know, you can be old and healthy and strong, or you can be old and weak and sick and and feel terrible, you know. So I've been watching, you know, my dad died in 2019, very ill, uh, very unwell. Uh, my my mum now, like I said at the start, is, is going through the early stages of dementia. Uh, she's been unwell for a long period of time as well. She's tried to maintain a good positive mental outlook over her life, which I, I want to just really honour and respect you know for her to try and maintain that really positive outlook for all the stuff that she's gone through from her very early childhood you know of, of ne being neglected as a child getting very sick um, but through her life you know supporting her her mother as she was growing up and then you know having a family and now in her older age really struggling with some very difficult physical and health conditions um, so kudos to her for, for maintaining a positive outlook. I think that's amazing. Um, but it's all compounding now as she's getting older and at this point in her life where she's not happy about her life. She's, she's telling me, you know, I just feel like I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I, 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 my mind, you know, her mind is all muddled and she's finding it hard to function. So Sometimes we can't predict what we're going to get when we get older, yeah? So some things, we're just unlucky. We're, we're going to maybe get a disease or an illness that is going to take its toll on us as we age. However, uh, and this is a big however, I think we have the ability 
to invest in ourselves and, and that's going to make the difference to the effects of whatever it is we face as we get older. So, so we're almost guaranteed a long life. It's the quality of that life that we're leading that will affect how we have that old age. And so, um, so longevity is, is about being physically capable to do the things that we need to do, like I said, to carry the shopping, to get up and down off the toilet, to get in and out of a bathtub if we want to have a bath, to um, climb a ladder if we need to climb a ladder to fix the light bulb. You know, to, to have that independence, that's what it's about, being independent for as long as you can. But I don't mean independence as in not having anyone else around. I just mean independent to do the daily tasks, the daily functioning that you need and want to be able to do. Of course, we want to live in a community where we feel supported and that's another part and another element of longevity and, and health and wealth. You know, if we have people around to support us, we're going to feel better about ourselves and and we have the collective to share um, that life with and I think that that is also a sign of wealth too. So for my life, my, my health insurance policy has not been to buy a health insurance policy at all. My health insurance policy has been taking action to stay strong by training my body, by doing exercise, by doing yoga, by breathing, by eating well, um, by journaling, by doing all the things that I can do to, to take action to stay healthy and strong. The physical aspect is very important because we know as the body ages, things start to deteriorate. Now, we have the power to change that story. So we can invest in strength training exercise, in resistance exercise to build muscle mass. It's a known fact that once you hit 40, especially for women, muscles start to deteriorate. So it's even more important, especially as we get older, to keep training our muscles if we want to keep using them, if we want to stay healthy, if we want to keep moving. So I would suggest if you're not doing that already, it's never too late to start. Just start with some simple body weight exercises, some simple resistance tasks, squatting, push-ups, even push-ups against a wall are better than nothing. So there's lots of information out there. And if you are interested in, you know, maybe working together to come up with a solution for how to stay active and strong, I'd love to share some plan or write a program for you. I'm not a trained personal trainer or anything. I... I'm a yoga teacher and so I have a lot of experience in that field but I've been involved in fitness and training and education for a long time. I'm actually also a, an ex-physical education teacher from teaching in schools. So I do have an understanding of exercise and movement um, and if you're willing to, to work with me then I'd love to, to do something with you too. So... Just starting to wrap up now this whole story and, and what it means to me and, and what it might mean to you is, is that it's not an if when you get old. It's, it's you will get old and it's important to do something about it today. Um, the best day to invest in yourself was yesterday but the next best time to invest in yourself is today. So just like by putting money in the bank to or, or buying an investment property or buying shares or things like that, um, you want to start investing now so you can get the returns, you can get that compound interest working for you. 
And like I said, we can invest in our bodies just as much as we can invest in finances. Your future depends on what you do today. I have that little sign up on my wall and I think that is really pertinent to this discussion. So your future depends on what you do today. What can you do today? What's one little step you can make today towards investing in your body, in your health, to reap the rewards in the future? All right. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here and I look forward to you joining us or joining me in the wellbeing room next time. Until then, stay well. <laughs>